0: The Old Testament lesson today is from one of the major prophets, Isaiah. This book in the Hebrew Scriptures is long and detailed, full of advice, warnings, admonitions. And today, from the very first chapter, we have some strong and threatening messages. Some of these have been used as proof of God's displeasure with certain religious practices probably especially took note of incense is an abomination to me. But the whole passage should give modern Christians an understanding of the importance of the basic teachings of our faith. Too often religious practices become important for their own sake and we forget what the core of our faith is all about. This passage is not about using or not using incense in a worship service. It's not about how we bow or how we kneel. It's about obscuring the core message of both Judaism and Christianity, which is loving our creator and caring for our earth and all those who live here. If we spend more money on incense than on the hungry... Yahweh is right to say, I cannot abide solemn assemblies. His real message in this early passage in Isaiah is this, quote, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow, end quote. Of course, it's an interesting game to look for Bible quotations to bolster our opinions, but be sure that you are fair to the whole passage. I remember that the Reverend Tom Woodward, the former rector of St. Paul's in Salinas, used to announce that he wanted to preach a sermon with this text, Hang All the Law and the Prophets. <laughs> the letter to the Thessalonians' church reinforces the very demands made by Isaiah. For Paul praises the Christians of Thessaloniki for being the people God wanted them to be and for following the teachings of Christ who preached those virtues. They are praised for loving one another and for spreading that love into the world even though they are suffering persecution for their actions. These early Christians are under duress, yet they have faith that the teachings of Jesus are the guide to living the best life. There's a Bible study technique that's widely used in the Episcopal Church. It consists of reading a passage of scripture alone or in a small group and then meditating and thinking about the text, trying to place oneself within the story. It works best probably with the Gospels since they're so rich with episodes and interactions. And even when the main text may be advice or admonition, it's usually within the context of people interacting. Often the exercise focuses on the people in the story and in this kind of study we ask or are asked, in this story, who are you? Pick a character in the text and comment on how it feels to be that person. When I was studying to be ordained, my spiritual director one day asked me to put myself into the story told in today's gospel. Who are you in this story? She asked me. And my church... My choice seemed rather ambitious. I said Zacchaeus, and I did it spontaneously and quickly. But the impulsive answer, surprisingly, had less to do with him than with a childhood memory. I wanted to be the one who climbed the sycamore tree. Of course, the obvious importance of the rest of the story of Zacchaeus is the point of today's gospel, but I'm reminded of how often some significant data or influential experience often arises unbidden from our own memories. When I was a child growing up in Santa Ana, my grandparents lived on Pine Street, but there were no pines on Pine Street. And my aunt and uncle lived on Birch Street, but yes, there were no birch trees there. So when my parents and I moved into a new house on Sycamore Street when I was about nine, I was pleased to find that there were new little Sycamore trees planted all along the street. The one in front of our house was too small to climb, but I decided that since I couldn't imagine ever moving away from there, that I would one day climb that tree. I learned that sycamore trees grow rather slowly. At least those did, so I never got to climb my own sycamore tree. And this unexpected connection took me into the story of the little tax collector in Jericho. We find the tax collector in today's gospel as we did in last week's gospel, a figure of mistrust and dislike. Such men represented the repressive Roman government. They were suspect and disliked. So Zacchaeus, who is a short man and probably sensitive about it, had a position in the city that brought him wealth and probably disdain as well. But he wanted to see and hear Jesus. The other townspeople were angry that Jesus chose to stay at the house of such a man. We don't know anything about Zacchaeus' beliefs or interests before this episode, but he is seen by Jesus up in the sycamore tree, apparently, and is called to by name and informed that he is to host the prophet. And the tax collector is possibly one of the few people in the crowd who can afford to host a traveling prophet and his entourage. Zacchaeus' response is immediate. He promises to share his wealth in generous amounts with the poor, To give back fourfold any unlawful taxes he has collected, his faith and understanding are immediate and complete. In last week's gospel, that tax collector asked for mercy as a sinner. In today's gospel, our tax collector responds as if he realizes that he has been granted mercy and he promises the actions of the converted. When I went to Google Earth a few years ago and and looked at the house on Sycamore Street, I saw that my sycamore tree had grown up and was obviously big enough to climb. And while it was growing, so was I. And now I must continue to be like Zacchaeus with whom I shared that imaginary tree and always welcomed Jesus into my house and my life So who are you in the stories of Jesus' ministry? There's much to learn and see and feel by being present within the stories of salvation. If you have heard and read the good news, you know that Jesus asks of us is not always easy. In fact, it's never easy. Being patient and kind and generous is not always how we want to be. It's no wonder that the early church began to speak of original sin. It is selfishness and some would say self-preservation. But Paul holds up the example of the Thessalonians. Isaiah tells us of the anger of God about the trappings of worship without the actions of true faith. And Zacchaeus, rich, disliked, Envied, short, is called down from his perch, real or symbolic, to take his place among those Jesus chose to represent the true believers. I think it shows that we all can be worthy of being called. Amen.